Hey everyone, this is Jim, and you're listening to the Faith Tested by Fire podcast. Okay, everyone, welcome back. Again, this is Jim from faithtestedbyfire.com. And today I want to talk to you about three things. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, three important things. Chapter 13, verse 13, 1 Corinthians, it says, Now abides faith, hope, and charity, or other translations say faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. And, you know, just the other day, I was listening to a preacher. I'm not going to mention the name. Actually, I forgot the name, so I couldn't mention it if I wanted to. <clears throat> and he was talking about a big conference that was coming up and how they're going to pray a special type of prayer to help people make more money because they need more money in 2017 to do uh, certain things that they want to do that are worthwhile, uh, ministry-oriented things, and to help you be able to give more and, you know, I listened to that, and, and although I understood what he was saying, something in the inside of me just shut down when I heard that, because, you know, when I hear things about, and, and please understand, I, I totally understand the value of money, and I don't uh, look down upon anybody that, that stresses the handling of money or, or the investment of money or anything like that. So money takes on the personality of the person controlling it. That's basically the bottom line with money. But the thing is, is that, you know, the Bible also teaches that you should be content with the things that you have because those who want to be rich will pierce themselves through with many sorrows, those desiring uh, wealth. And, you know, Jesus sent them forth, uh, not with two coats, but one, uh, not with anything extra. And he said to them later on in his ministry, when I sent you out two by two, did you ever lack for anything? And they said, no. So the thing is, the Bible tells us to be content with such as we have <clears throat> because we're living in an evil time and that where our treasure is there, our heart will be also. So somebody can say, well, what about Abraham and his blessings and that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just? And I agree that with that, but the thing is, it's not about these outward things. It's about where your heart is at, because that's the foundation of everything. That's why it says in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, that now abides these three, faith, hope, and love. Now, you know, if you read the preceding verses, that faith can move mountains. And you know that, he says, even if I bestow all my goods to, the, to feed the poor, verse uh, 3, and give his body to be burned. If he doesn't have love, it doesn't profit him anything. So we hear a lot about doing things, but we don't hear a lot about the foundation, which is love. And the Bible says that love suffers long, which means it's patient, it's kind, it doesn't envy, it doesn't uh, vaunt itself, it's not puffed up, um, it's not easily provoked or think evil. And it says it bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So as we go into the new year, I want to just encourage you, um, not so much to make goals, but to examine your priorities and the things that are important to you. For example, um, hope. Let's talk about that for a moment. 
Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, and that uh, we don't hope for that which is seen. We only hope for that <clears throat> which is unseen. But there's a difference between Bible hope, which faith gives assurance to. For example, we have hope that one day we'll be in the heavenly uh, world, and faith is the assurance that that will come to pass outwardly. And internally, by faith, we're already part of God's kingdom, it says. We're not going to be a part of it. We're already a part of it. By faith, Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, those three, the Bible says, Jesus said, if any man uh, loves me, my Father and I will come to them and make our home with them. So we know they do that through the Holy Spirit. We know they don't do it visibly, but by faith, we know they're already here. We already believe that. Uh, by faith, we are forgiven already, and the grace of God is over our lives. So we believe those things. But but hope is the vision of a, a positive outcome, right? And so I want to, and I encourage you when you meet people as we go through the new year, some people are going to seem hopeless. Some people are going to see unbelievably annoying. Uh, some people are going to just seem, um, well, you can attach whatever adjective you want, but I encourage you to apply hope to them. In other words, Look at them through the lens of Bible hope, meaning that they could be what God has created them to be and not what they appear to be right now, right? I mean, we look at our own life, and because we have hope, then we don't just live in what we see happening around us. We're not hopeless. In other words, we have this invisible thing that's encouraging us that something good is down the line, because sooner or later, down the line is going to become here and now. Sooner or later, tomorrow is going to become today. And we need to see it from a positive, uplifting, love-based vision. We can't see it from an evil, destructive um, uh, mindset or vision. The Bible says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. When you lose hope, you are what the Bible calls sick within your heart or within your spirit. So you know what that's like to feel that way, to feel hopeless. But God isn't just called the God of faith and the God of love. He's also called the God of hope. And the scriptures are written, the Bible says, that you might have hope. And so once you have hope, you have something to start pushing you in the right direction. You have something that gives you the inspiration to take another step, to keep moving forward, to plan based on something good as opposed to making your plans just based upon evil. And faith, the Bible says, gives assurance or is assurance to things hoped for. The Bible says that Abraham, who against hope, meaning that the hopeless things that he saw against hope, against the fact that his body was dead and Sarah's body was dead as far as reproductive ability goes. It says against hope, he believed in hope. In other words, he saw a positive end result and his faith gave him assurance that that was a reality. That's why God called him Abraham before Sarah became pregnant. He didn't name him that after she became pregnant. He called him the father of many nations while he was still without an heir. He called him the father of many nations before Sarah conceived through the two of them, through that union. 
You understand how that works? So faith takes the answer now, but it uses hope to keep its eyes on a positive outcome. So faith needs hope. Faith is the assurance of hope, things hoped for. Faith is kind of like, I look at it like this, is like hope is like the thermostat. So if it's cold in the room, then you set your thermostat on what you want it to be, but it's not there as soon as you set it. So you set it on whatever degrees you feel comfortable, and then the system kicks on and it makes that a reality, right? Same thing when there's extreme heat. You set the thermostat on where you want the temperature to be, and then the system behind it kicks in. So faith is like that. But first we have to set that, we have to create that setting, and that's what hope does. When we read the Bible, it gives us a setting, something to, to set our internal thermostat at. When we see healing scriptures or deliverance scriptures or prosperity scriptures or whatever type of scripture, it gives you hope and then you don't have assurance yet, but as you, as you continue to look at that thing that you hope for, as you continue to hold that vision in your heart, then faith kicks in and it inspires your prayers. It inspires the words of your mouth. It inspires your purposes, your plans, and your dreams and everything else that's happening on the inside of you. And it's a fight. Absolutely. It was a fight in 2016 and it's a fight in 2017. That's why the Bible says fight the good fight, but it's a good fight because if you don't give up, you win. You know, one of the things that Jesus said to his disciples that gives me great encouragement, he said he was the vine and we're the branches and without him, we can do nothing. And so that encourages me because if we were just on our own and we were just given this information and, you know, do what you will with it or do the best you can, then I already know that a lot of times my, the best that I can do isn't good enough. Or I think I can do something a lot better than I can actually do it. You know how that works. So now abides these three, faith, hope, and love. So in Matthew chapter 25, it talks about a man. Let's turn, I'm going to turn there on my screen quickly. Matthew chapter 25. In verse 14, it says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And he gave to one five talents, and to another two, and to another one. To every man, according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. So, you know, I look at that, and what, what did God give me? You know, sometimes I wonder how many talents I have. Nobody wants to feel like they have one talent, right? But sometimes you think, well, it doesn't maybe appear that I have as many as I hoped I would have. But the thing is, God gives according to your ability. So he's not going to require for, for you to get an investment that you're a return that you're not capable of getting. And we all know the story about the man who had the five went out and, and he made another five and the man that had two, he went out and he made back a double of what he had been given. But the other guy went away and he put his, um, he was fearful and he dug a hole in the ground and put, hid his Lord, it says his Lord's money there. And then it says after a long time. So this is a parable, remember? It's a picture story. 
It's given to people to understand a greater lesson. And I look at it, and I don't look at it from the money standpoint. People understand money. I believe that's why Jesus used talents to, to say this. But if you look at what the Bible calls the fruits of the Spirit, I believe that that's the kind of return that God's looking for. Not <clears throat> so much how much money did you make, right? I mean, making money is, is good. There's nothing wrong with that. And giving to different charities and helping the poor, all those things are good. But in the scriptures we just looked at, it says if we, have, uh, if we don't have love, then that it's worthless. All those things are for nothing. So somebody who does all those things to try and make God happy but doesn't do it in the right heart or doesn't have love as the motivator, then none of that thing, none of those things will profit him. So the things that God value and the things that we value are almost upside down. For example, remember the little widow who was in the church and she gave the widow what's called the widow's mite? She gave her last, like a penny. She dropped it in there. And Jesus said that she gave more than all of these other people did combined because she gave that all that she had. See, that's the thing that God isn't looking at, at, the, at the number. He's just looking at it in relation to everything else you have. What are you doing with what you have? Are you burying it or are you putting it out there? And what better thing to put out there if you look at this Galatians chapter 5 where it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. And I'm looking at this in the context. It's a new year, right? It's a time when we look at our lives, we look at where we're coming from, we look at where we're going. Then oftentimes, four weeks from now, we forget about all of that. We forget about people that, you know, they have goals. I, I don't do the goal thing. I, what I do for myself is I examine my priorities and I make the, I adjust them continually when I notice that they're starting to become lopsided. So when I put too much time and emphasis and think about business, I feel it. I lose my peace. Um, I lose the, my clarity of mind. Things become confusing and I have to talk to God. Sometimes I can open the Bible and find a verse, but sometimes I have to have the, uh, the talk I have to get all the junk out of me before I can fill myself up with something that's new and fresh and good for me personally. But in Galatians chapter um, 5, you know, the Bible says the tree is, is, will be judged by its fruit. So bad trees can't produce bad fruit. And, um, or excuse me, bad trees can't produce good fruit. But Galatians 5.21, it says that this is the works of the flesh it says they're manifested here in the 19th and the 20th and the 21st verse. But the fruit of the Spirit in verse number 22, it says, is love. There we see the word love once again. Joy, peace, long-suffering. Some people have to use their long-suffering more than others. Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. They that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its affections and lusts. So you can see what the lusts are because the works of the flesh are mentioned in the verse number 19. So, I mean, lasciviousness, you can see that strife, wrath, emulations. I mean, you can, if you don't understand what those words mean, you can look them up in other translations. You can look them up in a dictionary. But the, the bottom line is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Those are the things that, in my opinion, is what the master the that we just read about in that previous uh, verse of scriptures in Matthew. 
That's what he gives to his servants when he goes away into a far country. That's what he wants to see multiplied when he returns. And we have to give an account of what we did with what he gave us. And I could say that, you know, I look at my younger days and a lot of the stuff I personally did wasn't done in love. And I really didn't seek after peace and joy like I do today. Um, I mean, today to be at peace with people is important to me. To be gentle and good towards people is important to me. Now, sometimes that goes out the window when I'm stuck in a bad traffic jam and I'm late somewhere. I know that probably doesn't happen to you, but I'm still I'm still um, growing in that area. Uh, temperance is one of the things that I've grown in. And so I believe that when we stand before God, and, and here's the thing about that. People say, I wonder how much longer we have. I wonder if 2017 or 18 or 20 will be the year. If you go online, there's a lot of videos where people talk about, you know, Jesus is coming in 2017. You know, but according to the book of Revelation, he said he stands at the door and knocks. And if you open that door, he'll come in. So if you're a believer, you've already opened the door. But keep that, allow him to remain inside you. In other words, don't walk away. Don't turn your back. Don't become hardened in your own heart. Judge yourself as you go on. Continually adjust your priorities and judge yourself what's motivating you why you're doing what you're doing. Because doing those things will lead to a life that's filled with peace and gentleness and temperance and faith and hope and love and, and joy and peace and all those other things that are, that are mentioned in there. So that's what I want to encourage you to do, to exhibit these things to other people as you're going through the new year. <clears throat> to keep on examining your own priorities. Life can be tough, absolutely, but there's also seasons. And if you look at the Bible, God doesn't want your entire life to be one miserable test after another. He's given you these things so that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, that we can overcome in the here and now, and then again in the life that's waiting for us on the other side that you can succeed and overcome defeat in the here and now, in this lifetime. Um, and let me just give you scripture on that in case you're wondering about that. You know, some people, they just put everything off until heaven. They think that everything here is just one misery after another, and then, you know, they'll, they'll get to heaven one day, and, and that'll all be over. But according to... Um, Let's see this here. According to Peter, okay, uh, let's see here. Okay, so let's start in uh, 1 Peter 5a. It says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom you resi uh, resist, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Let me read that through the, um, let's take a look at the English Standard Version. Okay. 
So in this, in this translation, it says, after you suffered a little while, the God of all grace has called you. He will restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Let's take a look at this in a few other translations. Um, the American Standard Version says, after you suffered a little while, the... Contemporary English version, after you suffered for a while. Notice none of these sufferings are permanent. They're all for a season. They're all for a while. Some translations say a little while. Um, the Jubilee translation says a little while. So after you look at this, you can see that God's will is for you to suffer endlessly throughout your whole lifetime, and then you barely make it to heaven. And this is a, a, a story we're living in a, in a plan in which God intends us to overcome, not just in the world to come, but in the here and now, because that's how he's glorified. That's what makes people look at you as having a good testimony. It says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, right? The Bible says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things not seen we walk by faith and not by sight. Bible says in uh, Isaiah 41, 10, it says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily ensnares, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so you will not grow weary and lose heart. And finally, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that's all I have for you today. Um, enjoy your day, and I hope everybody hearing this has a blessed new year filled with peace, filled with confidence, and filled with outward results that will show people that God's not just a story in a book. It's not God isn't just a theology, that God and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, are real living beings, and the door is open to them. God standing at their door knocking, and that this salvation is available to anybody who calls out on the name of the Lord and makes a choice to believe. So if you haven't been to the main website, check it out, www.faithtestedbyfire.com. I just added a new article to it. You can sign up for the mailing list if you'd like to get more information and updates whenever this podcast or a new article is available. That address again is www.faithtestedbyfire.com. This is Jim. Thanks for listening.